Well, good morning and welcome to another episode of Transform Podcast. Um, today, I want to continue and wrap up uh, a four-week uh, little series I've done on the words that are shaped from the wounds of our heart. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Jim Balzano. I want to thank Park Home for our studio furniture, and I want to always thank Taylor Design and Events for designing our studio. I've been talking to you for several weeks about the wounds that come uh, happen in our life, and then the words that get created out of that wound if our heart doesn't receive healing. Uh, the first week I talked to you about the attack on Job, and that was a wound that came from the enemy. It was a direct attack of the enemy upon the righteous man, Job. And we talked about how Job navigated through that. But then who we really focused on was Mrs. Job. Nobody ever talks about Mrs. Job and how it was out of her pain that she actually allied herself with the enemy of her husband's soul. She spoke the very words of Satan to her husband. And then the next week we talked about the wounds that come from those who shouldn't hurt you those who are over you, those who are to serve you, those who are to love you. It could be parents. It could be other relatives. It could be friends. It could be a, a pastor. We used David and Saul as that illustration on how David kept his heart pure and he could have had revenge and he could have got revenge, but never did. And that the fact is Saul died at odds with David and yet David still found healing for his heart. And then we talked about Naomi. And the wounds that come from life, life happens, sickness, death, loss, and how she changed her identity based upon her circumstances. She changed it and said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Naomi means my delight. Mara means bitterness. She changed her identity based upon the circumstances. She also brought an indictment against God and said, he has dealt bitterly with me. She also instructed the path of another generation out of that wound. Each of these cases, I also told you, healing was received from the work of the Redeemer in their lives. Again, healing is a work to be received, not a work to be gained. And it is possible. And it is possible to find healing for the wound. Now, you may say, well, that sounds good. You know, it was good for Naomi. It was good for David. And it was good for Job. And, but, but, but what about you know, give me, give me somebody in real life. And, you know, is, is it real? All I can tell you is it's real. You know, many of you know our story and sometimes I really struggle to share it because I don't ever want what happened to my wife and myself and our family with our son's death to become my platform. It's not my platform. It's just part of my story. It's not my story. It's just part of our story. Today's May 12th. And as I sit here and reflect May 12th, 10 days ago, seven years ago, 1.30 in the morning, we got a visit from the Pennsylvania State Police. And they're not coming to give you good news when they come at 1.30 in the morning. They came to tell me they found our boy and they found his body in a river. He'd been missing. He'd been in the river for 10 days. It's the news that no parent ever wants to get. It's that news that no parent ever wants to hear. I found where they had taken his body and I went and I prayed for that boy to be raised to life, but he didn't. 
You see, I still believe in a supernatural God. I still believe my God works miracles. And I believe that God could raise him. And so we had to navigate through that. On May 7th of 2013, I did what I never dreamed I would do. I preached my son's funeral. I didn't preach it because I wanted to, but rather I preached it because I had to. Nobody else could do it. Nobody else could untangle his life like I could. Nobody was closer to him in that, uh, than I was through the, all the struggles. Even through the variety of struggles of his life and the years of addiction, we never broke covenant. We could go nose to nose on the street over the issues and an hour later go get lunch together. Then May, May 8th, early morning of May 8th, 9 o'clock in the morning, myself and a few other people carried my son's casket to the grave. It, we, we, we take that boy's life that I had for 28 years and I carried him. And I, I, I often use this phrase that I, like the woman who broke the flask, I poured everything I had. And I, we carried that boy to his grave. You see, this isn't a story about me. Yeah, it was just something that happened to us, and I believe that our, our family was touched by evil. I believe it was touched by the enemy. Certainly, our son made choices that helped facilitate some of it. We still, to this day, don't have answers. The last year of his life was pretty good. And i got to tell you, there's times where I feel that people in authority have failed us. i got to tell you, I think sometimes that we have faced an injustice that there are those who I believe have covered things. And I'm not saying this to any other reason to just say healing is still found even in the face of injustice. The story is for me to tell you about my Redeemer. You see, like Job, I know my Redeemer lives. You say, well, how do I know? I know he lives because he's the one that gave me the grace to do what I needed to do. You see, when I needed to stand up and I needed to preach the gospel and I needed to share about my son's life at a funeral, something I would never want to do in the natural, my God, my Redeemer, His grace gave me the ability to do what I needed to do. I know my Redeemer lives because He's the one whose grace is more than sufficient for me, like the Apostle Paul said. I know my Redeemer lives because He's the one that speaks to my heart in the midst of uncertainty. I tell this story. I'll never forget this as long as I live. The week that we found out that he died, I had a dream. Now, some of you might think I'm crazy, and some of you watching this may not understand, but I believe God still speaks in dreams. Now, I got to tell you, not every dream I have is from God. Some of it's from pizza. But I had this dream, and in this dream, I was pastoring, and we were with our body and our church, and we were like we were in a mall parking garage, and we were doing ministry, and we had the enemy on the run. The, he was the personification of evil, and we had him on the run. And every time he would try to escape, I would point somebody, and I would direct him there to cut him off, and I'd point and cut him off there and cut him off there, and, and he couldn't escape. And all of a sudden, in a moment of frustration and anger, he stopped, and he turned, and he approached me, and he pulls a gun, and he shoots me. And he shoots me multiple times. And he doesn't shoot me in the head to kill me quick. And he didn't shoot me in the heart to kill me quick. No, it was like he was shooting towards the vital organs of like the liver and the kidneys. And the only thing I can say is any of you who have ever done hunting understand that 
when you shoot a deer there, it takes it a longer to die and it's a bloody mess. And I can remember in that dream and I fell and I was laying there in a pool of blood and I, I remember laying there and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to die here in my own blood. And all of a sudden, a voice spoke to me and said, you're not going to die, you're going to live. And it ended. The dream ended. And I knew that dream was from God. And what he was telling me was, you've been shot, you've been hit, you feel like you're going to die, but you're not going to die, you're going to live. You see, my God, my Redeemer, was giving me a word that I needed that I could hang on to even seven years later. You see, I know that my Redeemer lives because he's the one who gives me joy every day. Nehemiah told the people, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I used to think about that scripture and think, well, how does that work? You know, is it me thinking about my salvation? Is it me thinking about the Lord? And when I do this, that joy becomes my strength? No, I have found out for me, it's something totally different. It's exactly what it says. The joy of the Lord. The joy that belongs to the Lord, he's giving to me to be my strength. Now he says, here, in this moment, you need this. In this moment, this is going to be your strength. It's mine. I'm giving it to you as a gift. I didn't do anything for it. Every day since my death, my son's death, I have a moment of sadness in my life. Every day I have a moment of mourning about my son. But every day, as God is my witness, I have the joy of the Lord in my life. I can't explain it. I can't tell you how it's there. I can't tell you why it's there. It's not me thinking of him and having joy. It's not about me thinking about my salvation and having joy. It's his. And he's given it to me. He says, I'm going to take this from my reservoir. I'm going to give it to you. It's yours. You need it. And it will become your strength. I know my Redeemer lives because weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. I know he lives because he gives the balm of Gilead to help with the wound. I know he lives because he gives me a picture of the future, even in the midst of it. I know my Redeemer lives. So now I... In pain, I plant seeds. I know that he lives, and so now I plant. And I planted a son, and I plan to reap sons. I'm not here to tell you that healing is the absence of all pain. That would be absurd. It's not healing because you have no grief. It's healing because you have healing in the midst of grief. You have joy in the midst of sorrow. You have joy in the midst of your mourning. And all I can tell you is, that is nothing I did. It's not, well, Pastor Jim, you're so strong and you're so that. No. It's my God, my Redeemer. So here, here's something you need. It'll see you through. Almost like when I go to the doctor and I got something that ails me. He says, here, take this. This will help you. It'll see you through. Do I then go and look up all of the stuff about that? No. I just trust him that he knows what he's doing. And I want to tell you today, I still trust him. Oh, I'm not perfect. And there's days that I still wrestle with some things. But I can tell you this. My Redeemer lives. And I promise you, healing is the work of the Redeemer. He'll heal your heart if you let him. Have a great week.